Hi, welcome to The Christian Contrast, where we talk about how walking with Jesus leads us to live different than the world around us. Um, and this episode is going to be a solo episode with just me, and th- this comes kind of in a timely way, where as I'm recording it, uh, this comes on the heels of Sanctity of Life Sunday, which we and churches all over the country celebrated, um, specifically talking about unborn children and protecting the dignity of unborn image bearers. Um, And one of the things that came up, if you're a part of our church and you were at the service, um, we talked about the value of children and just our overall cultural attitude toward children. Um, The the key verses that we went through, I, I went through Psalm 127, I'll read a little bit of it right now, where it says, children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Um, So if you want to, you could go back and you could listen to that message because I'm kind of building off that a little bit. But if you don't listen to that message, I'm, I'm just building off this concept that in the Bible, what God has given us is a perspective and an attitude toward children that is very positive. Um, that the idea is that, of, of course, we would want to have children and we would long to have children and even to have multiple children and maybe many children. We, we would see that as a blessing, not as, as some drag on us, which is often how we do talk about kids in our culture as, as more of an obligation, a drag, sort of get through. Even if you have kids, maybe there's this longing of like, get them out of the house so you, that you can get back to living the life that you want to live. Um, and so challenging that, and, and part of the challenge to that is that there are an increasing number of people either not wanting to have kids at all, uh, or at the very least wanting to delay having kids, and even then maybe just one or two at the most. Now, God li- leads us in all kinds of different ways, and so I, I'm not here to adjudicate exactly how many kids everybody is supposed to have. But what I am here to do is to challenge that attitude toward kids. And so what I want to do in this episode is I want to talk about what, what I see as probably the four in our culture right now, the four most common reasons why people don't have kids, or at least delay significantly having kids, those four reasons why people don't have kids, and then to give responses to that, what I think are biblically driven, or at least biblically worldview driven responses to those four reasons why people don't have kids. So I'll just walk through them one by one. Um, First reason, why at least in my opinion, a a lot of people seem to not be having kids, um, is because it involves, especially for women, the need to curb their career or adjust their career or sacrifice their career in order to have kids. Um, now, now, part of what goes on with this is that there is that, that there are things in our culture that are in place right now that weren't in place previously. Um, that there are things that have to do with maternity leave, where you get a certain amount of time off where you get paid, and then maybe even you can take an extended uh, amount of time to be off with the kids. Um, and even if you're not paid for it, um, you, they, they don't give your job away. You can still come back to your job afterwards. There also is just sort of more of the expectation of, dads being much more involved in child raising, which I, I think it, in most cases is a very, very good thing. And also there's a more of sort of a leveling to, well, men have a career, women have a career, that this sort of shouldn't be any different. It, it shouldn't be any different. Why should the man after the child is born continue to have a career just like he was before and the woman not just continue on with her career afterwards? 
Now, the way this is gonna happen is gonna play out differently in different couples, and so I don't think it's it sort of is a one-size-fits-all thing. But what I wanna make clear first is, um, it is absolutely true that having kids and then investing in kids in a way that, that gives them their proper due, that gives the proper attention and proper priority to raising and bringing up kids, it is going to affect many things about our lives. It is going to affect our finances, it's gonna affect our hobbies, it's gonna affect our time, our sleep schedule, and it will affect careers, and in most cases, most specifically for women. Um, part of this, I think, is, is just sort of by necessity, by biology, and some of this is at least ground in the idea that we shouldn't just instantly dismiss the history of how this has been done across, uh, across cultures for really as long as we can trace back. So um, first of all, having a child affects a woman more than a man just because the woman is the one having the child. And so there's an effect on her body. There's certain limitations that she's experiencing. And then once a child is born, there's, there's at least some level of recovery that's needed. Maybe it's not significant, but there's some level of recovery that's needed from childbirth. And then, in most cases, the woman is feeding the child from her body. So when we look at this and we just say, all right, th throughout history, how did this start? Did, did this start where there were just sort of a bunch of misogynistic men who said, hey, no, no, you stay home with the kids. It could be either of us, but you stay home with the kids and I'll go and do my career. Um, it, it, it clearly didn't start that way. It, it clearly started with, at the very least, the biological reality that the woman is the one having the child. And so when she's pregnant and when she has this little child, there, there's going to be limitations on what else she's going to do. And then if she's feeding the child from her body, the, those are at the very least, the, those are clearly reasons why this shift happened. Um, and then on top of that, I think it's, it's unwise for us to quickly dismiss the idea that in every culture we find, women are the primary caregivers for their children. Um, we, we could say, well, well, that's by some sort of cultural design, but when you see it happening in every culture that we know about, you, you suddenly have to pause and say, well, well, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there's part of the design that God has, has created in men and women that lend to women being more given to this. And, and while the Bible doesn't just come out with this idea of like, hey, women don't have a career, just stay home with your kids, th there are indications, in particularly in Titus 2, that this is meant to be seen as a huge priority for young women who have kids that they would be busy at home, that they would be caring for their children. Um, it, and it's not that husbands and, and dads aren't caring for their children, but that it's different. In fact, you see this, even statistics bear this out in how men and women tend to respond to the presence of a child, where it's, it's different in different cases, but on the whole, studies show that women tend to want to work less. Um, even women who might be ideologically feminist, sort of they want to work less because they want to be able to be with their children, whereas men tend to work harder and tend to work more because they've taken on the burden, which in many ways can be appropriate of saying, I need to work harder in order to provide for my family because there's another mouth to feed and I'm thinking of the future for my child and I'm thinking of college and thinking of all these different things. So, so men tend to actually do better and be more faithful in their careers when they have children because there's more people depending upon them. Um, one of the things that's important in talking about this, and it's gonna apply to, to the other reasons why people aren't having kids, um, is just to say we, we need to acknowledge the whole idea that you can have it all is not true. 
we have choices that we need to make. And so for men and women, but specifically for women, if you're looking at this, um, and l let's say you're married and you know, you're, know you I don't know, you're, you're 27 and you're saying, well, all right, I, I think I do wanna have kids, but, but I don't want this to interrupt my career. My career is very important to me. But what I just wanna make clear is you cannot have it all. Nobody can have it all. And so if you're looking at this and you're saying, well, I need to find the way to do this that doesn't involve some sort of compromise or sacrifice, it, it's a fool's errand. You will not find that. So yes, it is going to affect career, especially for women in most cases. The question that you're gonna have to ask in this is, is this valuable enough for that change, for that shift to happen? And also to wrestle with the question of, are you finding your value and your significance as a person in your earning power and in your career? Or are you willing to look at the situation and say, even if I'm not paid for doing the work that I'm doing in raising children, there's still deep value in what I'm doing. Um, so there's no doubt if you're saying, hey, I'm not gonna have kids because it's gonna impact my career, it probably will impact your career, not necessarily forever. Sort of the real hands-on idea of raising kids is, is not forever. It's a set amount of time, depending on how many kids you have. The, the question is, is this valuable enough to curb that and to make that choice? So, so that's objection or, or sort of reason number one why you don't have kids, because it's going to affect your career, especially for women. Um, reason number two, and this is definitely for me, these, these top two are the two most common ones I hear, is we don't have enough money. Raising kids costs a lot of money. We don't have enough money to handle this. Um, and I think one of the things that should give us pause when we say this, because I, I get it. I'm like, I, I'm living in this culture too, and, and I get the idea of, of, the, um, of the fear and the concern that can come in and saying, gosh, how are we going to afford this? But I think, first of all, we do have to pause and say, people have been having children, and often more children than we're having today um, throughout throughout the history uh, of humanity. Um, we, in, in our family, we have three sons, we have three kids. Um, that's considered not a huge, but sort of like on the scales, a bigger family. You know, it's sort of like three to four is a bigger family and one to two is, is a smaller family. So the idea that three kids is kind of like, oh, like you have kind of a, a big crew there is, is strange as compared to human history where people would have a lot of kids. And somehow for most of them, they were still making it work. So when we look at this and we're like, hey, having a kid or having two kids or let alone having more than two kids, it's just not workable. It, that, that should make us suspicious that there's something that needs to adjust in our mindset or our standard of living or our unrealistic expectations of how much we're doing in order to say, why is it the people who are in a much poorer situation than us seem to be able to make this happen but we're saying it's just unworkable. So, so we need to pause and challenge if we have unrealistic standards of what we're doing. Um, on top of this, I just wanna give some encouragement, especially if you're in this phase and you're looking at this and this is a real deterrent to you. And that's how, uh, that I wanna say, um, where you're at right now is not where you'll always be. So if you're looking at this and you're saying, hey, we're a relatively young couple, we're sort of getting into things, we can't afford this. Um, I, I don't know the future, but Presumably, if you're being faithful in your work and if you're looking to make wise decisions, your earning power tends to go up. 
And so as you look at this, yeah, it, it is expensive having kids. It doesn't have to be a, as expensive as some people make it out to be. But yeah, the, the, there's an extra mouth to feed. There's more that you have to do. There's more expenses that you incur. But you will not always be where you are right now. And presumably your earning power will actually go up throughout time if you're faithful in your work. I, I was actually reflecting on this. It's, it's a connected point. But it's something that years ago, I remember my wife telling me where she was in a conversation and that there might've been somebody else involved, but she was at the very least relating the conversation that it, it was either her or another mom that at the time just had one kid um, who was talking to another mom who had four kids. Um, and the mom with one kid was saying, I, I just, man, I, I'm exhausted with one kid. I, I just don't know how you do it with four kids. And the mom who had four kids said, well, like you, you're, you're thinking about it in the wrong way. She said, when I had one kid, it, it was all I felt like I could handle. And then when I had two kids, it, it was sort of all I felt like I could, it, I could handle. God gives you what you need for the situation that you're in. And I thought that that was such wise counsel that that woman passed along, that sort of like, if you're looking at it and you're saying, I, I kind of feel like I, I've got my cup full with one, so if I have two, then my cup will overflow. Um, and to say that that doesn't tend to be the, the way that it works in life in, in many different areas, that God expands your cup or expands your capacity or is faithful to you. And I think that this also is the case when it comes to money, um, that there are many areas of our lives where we could use this argument, hey, I just don't have enough money for this. Um, I, I don't know, we're getting ready for our church to, to get into the season of go teams where we go on these summer teams. And somebody could say, well, I, I just can't afford to go on one of these go teams. You know, maybe it costs a couple thousand dollars, just can't do it. That is an unfortunate way that we miss an opportunity to see God come through and provide, either providing through other people who are going to help finance this team through their donations or through God unexpectedly providing some extra income, whether it's something, you never know when you're going to get something from the government. I know the government takes from us. Sometimes something just shows up and you say, I didn't know that this tax credit existed. Maybe there's suddenly going to be an extra project that you get. Maybe there's some kind of gift that comes in. We're, we're missing out on the opportunity to see God provide. And when we do this with children, man, that's a big cost to, to significantly delay or to have fewer children by saying, well, it just won't work financially. We're missing opportunities to open up and to see how might God creatively provide for us if we're never going to do something of significance, trusting that God is going to help fill in that gap. So if you're at the point, you're saying, we just can't make it work, you're not always going to be where you are. And also, we want to be open to the idea that God creatively supplies for our needs. And if he values children and values us having children, that's reason for us to think that he would help provide for our needs with our kids. Um, third reason why some people don't have kids or delay having kids um, is just the idea of saying, I want to make sure to have all of my life experiences, um, at the very least first, or maybe it's just, I, I don't want to have kids because they'll get in the way of me having sort of this full life where I'm checking things off my bucket list and I'm going to all the places that I want to go and traveling and exploring my hobbies, having extra money to be able to do fun things, just, just sort of like kids get in the way of that. So at the very least, we'll delay it. And maybe we just won't have kids at all because kids are an obstacle to that. 
one of the questions that we need to wrangle with in this, especially if you are married, um, is just the question of what is it that you are going to give your best years to? And then to recognize that right now, culturally, we already have kind of shrunk the, the period of time, especially for women, when having children is even a possibility. Um, so we all know, because of teen pregnancies, you, you can biologically, if you're a woman, you can start having a child pretty young, you know, in the teenage years. Um, in our culture, a, a, a young married couple w- would be a couple in their early 20s. And, and that in Southern California, you would rarely even see that, you know, be before at least like 24 or 25. That, that would be an anomaly. There are probably some other parts of the country where it might be a bit more common to see, you know, like someone in the 20 to 22 range getting married. But, but even sort of like, all right, if, if you get if I'm doing a wedding and the people that I'm doing the wedding for are under 24, that's a rarity for me. Um, so, so we already have shrunk that. So let's say, all right, we're, we're, we've got 24. And then for most couples, it's like, well, we're not going to try to start having kids right away. You know, and, and I think, hey, that, that's reasonable to say, hey, we, we want a year to adjust to married life. So let's say, all right, even there with this younger married couple, we're, we're delaying it to 35, or I'm sorry, to 25. Um, I, I remember we, we had our first kid when uh, my wife was 25 and she was 32 when she was pregnant with our third kid. And she was right on the verge of that third pregnancy being considered a geriatric pregnancy. Sort of like you're almost too old for that. We were like, that's such a small window of time. So we've just got to recognize the reality of this. If we're saying, all right, we're already getting mar- married later. So, you know, you're getting married at whatever, 25, 27, somewhere in that range. And then you're saying, all right, well, we, we don't want to get into having kids right away because we want to adjust a married life. All right, that's that's reasonable. You're up to 28 now. You, you have this small window of, of time before it gets into being a, a high-risk pregnancy which doesn't mean that you can't still have kids. God, God still oversees and, and he can give a kid to anybody that he wants. But, but we've got to at least look at this and, and do a little bit of a, a, a thought process on what it is that we're doing and what is being cost, what, what this is costing us in order to say, hey, I, I wanna sort of live it up. I wanna travel, I wanna be able to do these things. And also it's sad because it kind of makes it seem like Having kids is the end of that. Having kids is the end of all of these fun things that I'll do. Um, first of all, it's not. You're still likely going to go on vacations and do things, maybe fewer ones than if you didn't have kids, but you still will be doing exciting things and you'll be a part of something that is so significant, a part of raising up the next generation, a part of investing in not only the future, but in eternity through the profound influence that you have on these children. And there are sacrifices involved. So maybe you don't get that European trip or maybe it's delayed. Um, Maybe you don't get to fulfill all of these hobbies that you wanted to, or maybe just in in a much lesser way. Um, Let me just read for you something that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19, verse 29. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. So, So here, hear me on this. I'm not saying that I have the insider view that every couple is supposed to have however many children. What I'm saying is, if you're looking at this and you're saying, 
I feel like that this is a, a way in order to follow Jesus, to, to sacrifice some of these things that we could otherwise do in order to have children and invest in them and raise them up in the Lord and, and be involved in the community in a significant way through having these children. If you choose to do that, and if you do miss out on some things through doing it, we have the promise that whenever we die, that is not the end. We have eternal life. We have the new earth to look forward to. There is nothing that we miss out on here because we follow Jesus that is not going to be rewarded a hundredfold later on. So this FOMO that we have, this fear of missing out that we have of, well, what's going to happen? I only have a few years to do that. It's not true. But it is true that you have a limited amount of time in order to have children. And I'll just give an encouragement. I'm not given a directive or saying specific ages, but man, um, I noticed a difference between my energy level when my first son was born and I was 26 and when my third son was born and I was 33. There's a reason why people tend throughout history to have kids when they're younger. It's because you have the energy, some good energy to be able to put into those kids and to be able to keep up with those kids. So just on a wisdom level, what are you going to give those good years to? Are you going to delay saying, I want to make sure I live my best life before that happens? Or are you going to give yourself to something of deep significance in those good years, trusting that God will make it worth your while? Um, and finally, fourth reason to talk about why, why some people don't have kids um, is to, that, that they'll say, well, the, the planet is overcrowded and it's irresponsible to have kids. Um, now, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get into sort of the, the big picture answers. You know, it, are, are we at that point? Are we dealing with overpopulation? Um, and, and part of the reason why I'm not going to is because uh, I think people, um, the way that you answer that question is largely dependent on your, your framework going into that question. Um, part of how I approach that question as a believer in Jesus is that I believe each human being is created in God's image. We, we are all image bearers. And so at a base level, at the very least, I look at it and say, but well, at a base level, is it better to have fewer image bearers around or more image bearers around? Um, and to me, the answer is clear. It's more is better with that. Um, but we're complicated creatures as human beings because we have a capacity for great evil, but we're made in God's image. Um, the, the other issue is this. The more image bearers that we have around, the more people that we have around with the capacity to help solve problems that currently feel unsolvable to us. This also has happened throughout human history. Um, people who sort of look at this and say, well, because of this overcrowding, this or that is going to happen, we, we don't understand the future. We're not good at predicting the future in those ways. And I think having more image bearers around is better. And so it, it, I'll acknowledge that there's some arguments in favor of being concerned about overpopulation. Um, here's what I also want to say about this. I think that often, if somebody is saying this, if somebody is saying, well, well I'm only going to have one kid or I'm not going to have kids because of the overpopulation uh, issue, I, I'm going to say very few, um, in my experience, very few is that the real reason. I think that that sort of is a politically and socially convenient reason to look like you're a noble person when really it's probably one of the other three reasons that I mentioned. 
when really it's probably because you're saying like, no, nope, my career is more important to me than having kids. Or no, nope, I, I, I don't think that I, I can finance having kids or, or having more than one kid. Uh, or no, I wanna do a bunch of things and fulfill a lot of hobbies and in, instead of or before having kids. It, it usually is not because ideologically somebody's looking at it and saying, I'm so committed to curbing our overpopulation problem that I'm, not, I'm just not gonna have kids. Because in most areas of life, this is not how we function. Like we all will say, I wanna be healthy, but very few of us are gonna utterly swear off other things that bring us joy, that are good foods to eat, that are not healthy for us. So the idea that somebody's gonna say, I have this deep desire to have children, and I think that it would be so wonderful, but I'm gonna do the noble thing and not have children because of overpopulation. Uh, I'm just gonna say for me, I'm, I'm not buying it. I don't think that that's how we function. If, if you want to have kids, you're gonna see through to a reason to wanna have kids. And if you're using the overpopulation argument, it's probably because you, you want to use that in order to justify the fact that you just really don't wanna have kids. Um, I'll throw this in too. One of the strange things that's happened with this discussion, and I'm always surprised when I hear somebody say this, but I, but I hear it frequently, is that people even with having kids will sort of say, uh, well, I'm not sure I should have children. I'm, I'm a pretty selfish person. And I'll see others then come in and sort of say like, oh, okay, like that, that's, that's sort of good thinking there. Good thinking if you're a selfish person not to have children. That is bizarre. If you're looking at yourself and you're like, I'm a pretty selfish person, the solution to that is not to say, well, therefore I will make my life about me because I'm recognizing I'm a selfish person. As a believer in Jesus, it is to pray for and lean into that area so that you put to death that selfishness, that sinful selfishness that's getting in the way of you fulfilling God's will in your life. If you're looking at this and you're saying, I don't think we should have kids because we're pretty selfish, the solution is not not having kids. The solution is leaning into that sinful area of self-indulgence, dying to yourself selflessly. And as somebody that has kids, man, um, there is absolutely sacrifice involved. But man, I, I would not trade this for anything. Um, the, the idea that I might somehow be rewarded because I've made a sacrifice in having kids, I, I feel like I already have been. I, I feel like I, I am not anticipating Jesus saying, you did such a good thing here by having kids instead of just living selfishly, so I'm gonna reward you. I would think that was strange because there has been so much joy, so much richness, so much beauty in the experience of being able to have kids. I've learned so much about God's character towards me. I've learned so much about life. I've had to be sharpened and made less selfless and more godly just by having kids. There is such deep reward in this that in my opinion, it, it overshadows all of our questions, all of our objections, and all of our reasons why we might not have kids. So I don't know where you're at as you're listening to this, but apply this as you will. And at the very least, if you're in a mode where you're saying, I don't wanna have kids, or I really wanna delay having kids, or I only kinda wanna have one kid, uh, I at the very least wanna say, examine your motives, examine your thought process. Because when I meet godly people who are following Jesus and who are married to each other, I want them having kids. I want kids discipled by those people, and I want more human beings in the world that are being brought up in that environment. I'm very pro us having kids and having multiple kids. And while I can't guarantee that that's the case for every couple, um, it's the assumed norm in the Bible. 
and we would be wise to examine our reasons why we're why we're diverting from that. Um, well, this is an episode that I recognize might have some questions, some feedback, some objections, some arguments. That that's all totally fine. Um, we welcome that. We welcome discussion on these podcast episodes. Um, so if you have a thought or a question or anything like that, you can comment on this video. You, you can find all the videos of the Christian Contrast on our YouTube channel for Life Bible Fellowship Church and also on our website of lbf.church. Um, we put out a new episode of the Christian Contrast every two weeks. And so you can find all sorts of back episodes where we've talked about different topics and we'll be back again in two weeks with a new episode. And so, so until then, thanks so much for taking the time to listen and we'll see you in two weeks on the next episode of the Christian Contrast. Mm-hmm.